this black thing is right in my face. <laughs> you can put it anywhere you want, man. Can you can you see okay? Yeah, it's fine. And you're good? It's so dark. No, it's good. Trust me. It's good. It's dramatic. Oh for a dark soul. You better get that. <laughs> we gotta do it under 30. We don't wanna time out. Yeah, we're gonna time out again. Our audience, our fan base is, is seen. Good. <laughs> yeah, both, both, I think we're the only two subscribers right now. <laughs> I'm not even subscribed to the channel yet. Oh my god, you are. <laughs> I haven't even looked at it either. Good day, everyone. Welcome or welcome back to Unfiltered Candor. I'm Park. I'm Brian. Look at the camera. <laughs> I got free. <laughs> I'm Park. Brian. I don't know what that was focusing on just right now. Today, we're going to talk about um, perceived entitlement in a younger generation, something uh, that is near and dear to my heart and uh, have dealt with significantly from a leadership perspective in the military and um, also dealing with you know, civilian corporate America. So where do we start? I thought you were going to take us <laughs> a little bit more into it. I guess just deep diving right in, right? There's, uh, there's cause and effect. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about a younger generation uh, that is holistically perceived as entitled or narcissistic, maybe lazy. Um, it's very difficult to, from, from an educated standpoint, um, kind of hand wave a blanket uh, judgment on an entire generation. So what I want to kind of clarify is my view on um, our responsibility as leaders in an older generation, which pains me to identify myself as an older generation, but neither here nor there. But being able to utilize the the strengths within that generation that is perceived as being entitled or narcissistic or lazy or any of the other nasty adjectives that these guys have to deal with. Um, so I, my opinion is that it is a responsibility. It is an obligation as a leader to conform to and understand technology and generational shifts and culture shifts uh, to be able to leverage uh, the, the workforce as it evolves until we retire. True. Um, I like how you say it's a leader's responsibility to understand. However, in many instances, it seems like a, a lot of the older leaders always use the excuse that they don't understand the younger generation. Uh, that being said, I would kind of word it as make every effort to, I guess, be socially accepting and flexible to an ever-changing world. I guess that's all nice and happy. Yeah, I, but I think, you know, as we become 
masters of our trade as we as we grow older and and understand a little bit more than we did then i think putting putting the blame on the younger generation for being a younger generation is asinine like like we produced that generation and now we're blaming them for all of the issues that 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 we see that they have i mean i i can't be the only one that sees the the, the ridiculousness in that yeah but uh is it true that when you first came in that it's your you those senior leaders and uh your supervisors maybe looking at you as the young motivated soldier thought you had it easy you, you you're you're not made <laughs> oh. of what they were and you're the weaker generation and now the tides have turned or the times have changed yeah absolutely i, I yeah that's a good point. So I do believe, I, I specifically remember a series of leaders that they were the last of the hard generation or the last of the hard soldiers and the sergeant slaughters. But um, No, 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 no. We are the last hard generation. No, see? <laughs> but then it's going gonna, it's gonna to change again. Like yeah. when, when we're on our front porch rocking chair with a flat-brimmed Enduring Freedom hat, trucker's hat, um, trying to reminisce about the good old days, it's going to be the next generation is going to be the hardest generation. So again, putting that in perspective and understanding that we have the obligation to utilize the, the workforce that has been placed in front of us that we have placed in front of us, right? Because there's, um, there's basically four points of, of contention or maybe points of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, um, uh, bins, I guess, of of qualities or attributes that these these this younger generation has fallen victim to. Number one is is parenting. Number two, technology has played a huge role in in molding who our young young people are. Impatience, everything is instant gratification, and it drives me nuts. And it's rubbed off on me. I notice an impatience in myself that I have grown into, which is crazy. And then the environment, right? The entire uh, the political landscape, or 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 um, any any points of value that an individual holds becomes their environment. It molds them. As if you have a family of meat eaters and you have a young woman who wants to be a vegetarian, there is going to be conflict, and there's going to be negativity that that's associated with that. And it's it's our obligation as a, as an older generation to to identify that and to squash it. Right, like whether that's through uh, education or um, sometimes inaction. Right, like you got to let some people learn on their own, and, and that's the only way they're going to learn. Keep in mind that these four bins or points of, I guess, uh, points interest, whatever the the four bins, right? They all feed into one another. Right, one is not. I I, I guess it's safe to say that not one thing. Is the total reason for why a gener the the older or younger generation has become what it has become, right? They all feed into each other. Um, I I do feel though technology has a direct relationship with environment, right? As technology uh, increases, um, we have supercomputers basically in our pockets now. Um, it, it's ever-changing landscape it's actually molding our environment with ai and automation cars um even drones um the impatience piece i 
think is directly attributed to parental upbringing, right? Yeah, I would say um, confidently that you know through the eighties and nineties that are that there is a generation that has suffered from a failed parenting strategy or several failed parenting strategies. And when we talk about participation awards, uh, I mean, getting a trophy for coming in last place. Now, science has absolutely unequivocally proven that that is not good for anybody. It devalues the the actual winners of a, of a race or a competition. And it makes the people who are getting these participation awards feel bad for themselves because they know they don't deserve it. They didn't win anything. I don't think it's right to, um, and we can go into bullying in another episode, but I don't think it's right to degrade anybody who doesn't win or doesn't, you know, second place is the first loser. That's bullshit as well. So when it comes to um, any sort of competition or qualifying um, uh, prize, I have stopped putting a greater value on that end state and started valuing uh, and emphasizing the effort that they put into whatever project that was. So the effort is the prize and not the actual trophy or the medal or the certificate or whatever it is that, 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 these, that these, my kids are going after. And I'll, and I'll give you a, a perfect example uh, with an art contest. Uh, my daughter was in an art, art contest, a digital art contest, and she, uh, she must have spent four, maybe three or four hours a day over the course of a month um, probably a total of maybe 12 or 14 days drawing up this digital art piece and erasing and layers and masking and all the things that I have no idea how to do. And she ended up getting third place and she was a little bit disappointed, but I reminded her through time that all of the effort that went into that is what got her to the end state. And, it, and as long as she was happy with what she did. She wasn't the limiting factor in getting third place, right? She just wasn't the best. So she gave her best effort and she knew she gave her best effort. And she also knows that she's going to be able to grow from there. So that's important to emphasize how hard somebody works, vice what place they got, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So you're basically, you're helping cultivate and develop her character. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's what, yeah, that's what parents do, but it's, it's more than that. It's, it's sort of demystifying that, that first play, everybody needs first place or everybody needs to place or everybody has to get a certain rating or a certain score. And it's like, that's really not what's important because in an infinite finite game ecosystem, right? We're all playing this game theory for some version of game theory, right? So if you're playing the infinite game, which is really the safe bet, all you're doing is trying to stay in the game. You don't really care if you're winning or losing at any given time, but you do care if you're doing the best to survive, even thrive. Listeners are immediately going to say, well, second place doesn't always cut it. You know, uh, it's... I would disagree. I, I would wholeheartedly disagree. To get back on track, right? The, the the four bins that actually have a direct influence on the Karens. What Karen, right? Karens. Karens. Yeah. Do, do they have a name for guys? A, a guy. Uh, I don't. I don't think they do. I guess because we never ask for the manager. 
So as was it technology? Is it every two years it increases or doubles? Uh, you're talking about more, I think it's Moore's law. Yeah. Where um, it's a little skewed these days, but it's every so often it halves in size and doubles in power. And that kind of ties back into almost when we started and when you started, you started talking about how leaders it's the response it's within the realm of responsibility to understand you know the younger generation sure. make every effort same thing with technology um it's not going anywhere it's not going anywhere and it's going to be part of our society and culture um you don't have to i guess buy the phone you don't have to buy the latest and greatest you don't have you can be totally off the grid but your life will kind of get hard as things progress you got to keep up right and i'm not saying keep up with the joneses i'm saying it's like inflation. You have to keep up with inflation. If you if you are not getting raises uh, and inflation outpaces you, then it's the same thing. Technology can outpace you, and it's your responsibility as an individual, uh, as a manager, as a leader, to make sure that, that you don't let that run away. Time and time again throughout history, right? Like there were... Uh, I, I see those people as, you know, Henry Ford coming out with the Model T and they're saying, why do we need that? That's that's going to that's gonna kill the world. It's what's wrong with the horse and buggy. Um, you know, before that, there was the printing press, right? Like you're out there working and you got manual labor. And next thing you know is like these kids are huddled around a fire and they're reading a book and you got granddad sitting over in the corner and he's like, get your ass out of that book and get out there and do some work, right? It's, it's, it's just different iterations of advancement. That leads to the, the the intended end state of a more capable, more educated, uh, pr productive member of society. So I, I don't look at you know all these parents talk about screen time and 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 get off the tablet and get outside and yeah absolutely you want to do you want to get close to nature and you want to feel the earth and you want to do all those touchy feely things but there is nothing wrong with um, yeah, you know, holding and embracing technology, and and I and I think we push it away a little bit harder than we embrace it. If we did embrace it, just like we did the car, or or, or <coughs> we did um, uh, the you know books and, and reading, and who knows what's going to be next. And there's probably dozens of other examples that I'm not thinking of now. But um, you know, embracing the capability that that technology brings, and not shunning it from from the younger generation as a negative or an evil aspect of life impatience this is the biggest one impatience yeah. like i think the next bin and an environment sort of encompasses all three so we can probably wrap it up on impatience yeah um look see, see here's how i view um my experience with dealing with the younger generation right you have these these very these emboldened smart um like, like full of character individuals these are good young people who are um, kind of misrepresented and and they 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 suffer from all of these things that we've talked about but they look at life and they look at goals from the perspective of uh, where where am I now and then where do I need to go right so if you have if you're if you're I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase a Simon Sinek right because because he's he, he nailed it I think if you're standing at the foot of a mountain and you look and you know that you need to make it to the summit, the younger generation, in my opinion, doesn't see the mountain. They see where they are, and they see where they need to be. And as soon as they don't get to that place, 
they, they lose interest, right? And, and they don't have anybody to pick them up and let them know, like, there's a mountain there. You have to climb that mountain. And it doesn't matter how long it takes you to climb that mountain. But what you need to do is keep your eye on the fact that the journey means something. Like attaining a goal, attaining a medal, attaining a, a, a degree or a certificate is not nearly as important as titrating the journey to get there. Because that, that's, that's where growth happens, right? So uh, getting back to the leadership piece, we need to understand that, uh, how this younger generation views goals and life and technology and how they were raised. And then we have an obligation to, to shape that and mold that into something productive and amazing. Yeah, sometimes it is about the journey and how you got there. Because at the end of the day, when your time comes, your number comes, you can't, I mean, can you look back on your life and say, rewarding, was it rewarding in itself, right? Or was it just handed it to me and uh, it's meaningless, you know? But that's self-defined, right? You define your meaning, you define your purpose. It's just, uh, don't do it alone. And uh, there are folks that, that want to help. I think this is one that we kind of just threw out there and we wanted to oh, I see what you're yeah, wanted to attack it and kind of get our thoughts out there to see um, more of like a free free thinking type of podcast and uh, we're, we're trying new things. So um, if you have anything positive, negative suggestions, leave them below. Please like, share, subscribe. Um, but that being said, I think, um, that'll be it for today. What do you think? Yeah, I think if you've got anything to say, uh, as always, keep it unfiltered. But be patient. It's about the journey. <laughs> I'm good with that.